Well, it's the end of the world, but perhaps not quite how we might expect it, as we begin a six-part adaptation of Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman's apocalyptic comic novel, Good Omens. The angel Zerophel and the demon Crowley have been living on Earth for several millennia and are rather fond of the Earth and its comforts, but all that is about to change with the arrival of a baby who will set in motion a chain of events that will bring about Armageddon itself. Starring Mark Heap as Aziraphale and Peter Serafinowicz as Crowley, the story begins, as all good stories should, in the beginning. Right back in Eden, in fact. From the fruit, please. This way. It's a true year. Oh, for pity's sake. Take this and hide it. Where? Improvise. Oh, Angel, you... No, don't thank me. Through the gate now. And, and stay out, you... People... So, that went down like a lead balloon. Excuse me? Bit of an overreaction. I mean, first defence and everything. Well, the rules are the rules. What's so bad about knowing the difference between good and evil? It must be bad, otherwise you wouldn't be involved, Crawley. I don't like that name. You chose to be a serpent. They just said... Get up there and make some trouble. Is it actually possible for a demon to do good? Aziraphale, wake up. Angel of the Eastern Gate, who were you supposed to be keeping out? You, for a start. Oh, well done. Come on, it's a pantomime. The garden, the tree, the big deal about don't touch the fruit. Why not put it on top of a very high mountain? Makes you wonder what he's really planning. Ah, uh, you can't second-guess ineffability. If you do wrong when you're told to do right, you deserve to be punished. Didn't you have a flaming sword? Um... Lost it, have you? No, not, not exactly lost. It's more... I gave it away. Oh, did you know? They, they looked so cold, poor things, and, and she's expecting already, and, and what with the vicious animals out there, and the, and the storm coming up, I thought, well... Where's the harm? So... Is it actually possible for an angel to do the wrong thing? I do hope not. It's been worrying me all afternoon. Funny if we both got it wrong, eh? Funny if I did the good thing and you did the bad. <laughs> not really. What's wrong with the animals? I've no idea. Would that glow through the trees be your sword? It's going to be a dark and stormy night. Good Omens by Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman. A narrative of certain events occurring in human history in strict accordance with the nice and accurate prophecies of Agnes Nutter. Witch. Episode 1. 
Notes on Current Theories on the Creation of the Universe by Aziraphale, Angel of the Ninth Choir of the Malachim, and part-time rare book dealer. <clears throat> Humans assert that the Earth is four and a half thousand million years old. Medieval Jewish scholars put the date of the creation at 3760 BC. Greek Orthodox theologians put it as far back as 5508 BC. These dates are incorrect. Hmm. Oh, tepid cocoa. This proves three things. Firstly, the business with fossilized dinosaur skeletons is a joke the paleontologists haven't seen yet. <clears throat> Secondly, God does not play dice with the universe. He plays an ineffable, obscure and complex game of his own devising. Thirdly, Earth is a Libra. And um, also, thirdly, just because a night is not dark and stormy does not mean dark forces aren't abroad. They always are. They lurk in the dark. They lurk in the light. They lurk in ruined graveyards where owls hoot. If that owl doesn't shut up, I'll strangle it. I'm a duke of hell. Not to be kept lurking like a ruddy imp. Crowley should have been here hours ago. Arno, we can have a quiz to pass the time. Um... Guess what his name used to be? Crowley. Oh. Crowley, Crowley, it's hardly a leap. Surely he'd avoid the M25. He'd know better. Phone? Oh, no. Yes. Ashter, it's Crowley. I'm on the M25. I don't flame believe this. You took the M25? One of my proudest achievements. It's not easy to get a motorway built in the shape of a sigil from the black priesthood of ancient Mew. You do know we're waiting for you. Every inch of it screams out, Hail the great beast, devourer of worlds. Where is he? So you're stuck in a traffic jam? Far from it. I'm doing 110 just east of Slough. Is that old Rick? A 1926 Bentley Haster. It has had one owner from Mew. And that owner is me. Do you know what the time is? I'll be with you in two minutes. Just need to deal with the traffic patrol on my tail. Traffic 327 pursuing speeding vehicle off M25 at junction 16. Hang on to something, Terry. Put your foot down, Neil. We're losing him. Something's wrong. What do you know about engines? I know it was only serviced yesterday. Neil? I can see it. Flash bastard. No wings, no wings. Snakeskin shoes. And he wears sunglasses, even when he don't need to. All hail Satan! All hail Satan! Yes, absolutely. All hail 
you know. Now we are all here. We must recount the deeds of the day. Yes. After you. <clears throat> I have tempted a priest. As he saw some pretty girls in the sun, I'll put doubt into his mind. Within a decade, we shall have him. Oh, wow. Nice one. I have corrupted a politician. I let him think a tiny bribe would not hurt. Within a year, we shall have him. And you? Me. Oh, me. <laughs> You'll like this. I tied up every mobile phone exchange in London for 45 minutes today. And then? It wasn't easy. That's all. Look, people. Exactly what has that done to secure souls for our master? What has that done? Three million people got furious. And then they took it out on their secretaries or their husbands or whomever in all kinds of vindictive ways which, and here is the good bit, Hasta, they thought up themselves. Thousands and thousands of souls all got a layer of tarnish and I hardly lifted a finger. Yeah, but it's not craftsmanship, is it? Proper demon work takes years, soul by soul. Fourteenth-century minds, you've got the pair of you. With seven billion people in the world, you can't pick the buggers off one by one anymore. You have to spread the effort. You need to think up things, like Welsh-language television, or VAT, or Manchester. Times are changing. <laughs> so, what's up? This is... Oh. No. Yes. Already? Yes. And, uh, it's up to me to... Yes. Hasta. This isn't, you know, my scene. Times are changing. Yeah, they're coming to an end for a stop. Yeah. What do I do with this? You take him to St Beryl's Maternity Hospital. The sisters are waiting. The moment we have been working for all these centuries is at hand. Our eternal triumph awaits. And you will be the tool of that glorious destiny. Eternal tool. Yes, right. Don't screw this up. No, no. His son is safe with me. Ciao. Ciao. Italian means food. Hello, St. Beryl's Hospital. Sister Grace Voluble speaking. Uh, Mrs. Johnson? Oh, yes. We are nuns. The Chattering Order of St. Beryl was named after St. Beryl Articulatus of Krakow. She was granted the miraculous ability to chatter continually about whatever was on her mind without pause for breath or food. She was strangled by her husband on their wedding night. Oh. Mr. Young, you can't light a pipe in here. Ah. Oh. Sorry, sister. I was sent out of the delivery room. The sight of blood makes me ill. Oh, I'm sure your wife can manage without you. We see no reason for the father to be involved. Anywhere in the process. Take Mrs. Dowling. Her husband has had to fly back to Washington and she's perfectly fine without him. That would be the woman who came in with all the bodyguards. Mm. The U.S. cultural attaché's wife. Shame about the entourage. Wish we can work around them. Oh, I say. What a splendid car. Ah, just in time. Um, I'll pop back and see if Sister Mary's on duty yet. Ah, hello. This is St. Beryl's? That's right. Uh, Dr. Crowley. 
Mr. Crowley. Oh, a consultant? No. So you're with the Americans? Who? The Americans. Black suits like yours. Dark glasses like yours. Speak into their sleeves a lot. Ah, no. Am I late? Late? Any idea how long? Oh, she's had the baby. I'm going out to light my pipe. Ah. Right. Ah, Sister Mary, just in time. Mr. Crowley is here. Oh, good. Sister Patricia says Mrs. Young and Mrs. Dowling have had their babies. There are secret servicemen everywhere. Husbands are bad enough. Now, don't you worry. We'll make sure Mrs. Dowling is on her own when the time comes. Her husband's away, so that's a start. Mr. Crowley. Ah, Sister... Sister Mary Loquacious. This way, please. Uh, there was a man here. Is he one of us? What man? It's getting harder to tell who's a Satanist and who isn't. Mr. Crowley, you are among friends with the Sisters of St. Beryl. Come with Sister Mary, little one. Oh, does he look like his daddy? I bet he does. Does he look like his daddy, Weddy kids? No, he doesn't. Now, do you know what to do? Of course. We put the wee king into the bassinet and wheel him into his new life. Is this the room? We have a son, Thaddeus. The boys have just taken him off to be weighed. He's all tucked in. How's Washington? Perfect. Will he remember me when he grows up, do you think? Pray that he doesn't. Right, I'll leave you to, uh, do your thing. Goodbye. Goodbye now. Fancy me tucking in the Antichrist and bathing the Antichrist and counting his little dozy roses. Oh, Sister Mary? Sister Grace, I have the baby. We can make the exchange. Not yet, we can't. There's a father on the loose. No telling what he might see. Wheel the bassinet into Mrs. Dowling's room and stay there till Sister Patricia comes to fetch the other baby. Righto. Hello? Mrs. Dowling? Alone and fast asleep. With no security men. Perfect. And your little baby still here his own little crib. Hello? Sister Mary? Yes. I'm the father. Oh, I thought you were away. Only to smoke my pipe. <laughs> you don't have much of an accent. Have you been over here long? Oh, about ten years. The job moved, you see, and I had to move with it. Well, congratulations. Your lady wife's asleep. Bless her. Oh, my goodness. Twins? Oh. <laughs> These aren't twins. This one's yours. The other one's someone else's. This one? <laughs> ah, yes. Takes after my side of the family. You think so? <laughs> Good. Um, sister, is there any chance of a cup of tea? Of course. Would you like some cookies, too? <laughs> we call them biscuits here. Yes, I call them biscuits, too. My word. You really have gone native, haven't you? Given this must be very different to where you were before. I suppose so. Well, I wouldn't say Luton is that dissimilar to Tadfield. Mm. Welcome to the world, old chap. You'll get used to it after a while. Hello. <gasps> They've done it. Done what? Oh, I'm Sister Patricia. I've come for the baby. <laughs> oh, well, don't take ours. <laughs> oh. 
no. The other baby, Mr Crowley. I'm not... Sorry. Why did you just wink at me? Oh. Uh, I beg your pardon. Uh, I've got something in my eye here. Uh, I've got to take this baby to... His mother. That nun definitely winked at me. Perhaps those Ken Russell films weren't so wide of the mark. Here we are. Where's your... the other baby? Your colleague took it away. Oh. Oh, good. Now, D. Ah. Have you picked a name for him yet? Wormwood's a nice name. Um... Or Damien. Damien's very popular. We've always gone in for simple names in our family. <laughs> the old names are always the best. There's Adam. Adam? Hmm. You know, I think he actually looks like an Adam. She's just coming. Feel free to browse among the books. It's me, Aziraphale. Crowley! Yes. Demons do buy books, you know. Something has happened? Yes. I took a baby to a hospital last night. The Antichrist? Mm-hmm. Already? Yes. Why didn't you tell me? What about the arrangement? I didn't have time. Really? Since that business in the garden with the apple, I've known that we'd be around when the world ended. We are immortal and have no alternative, but I'd hoped it would be a long way off. My goodness. I need some fresh air. Shall we feed the ducks? But giving the child to an American diplomat, is Armageddon some kind of cinema epic that you wish to sell in as many countries as possible? Every country. The Earth and all the kingdoms thereof. I'm actually quite sorry about it. You've become attached to them, people. Oh, I do my best to make their short lives miserable. That's my job. But nothing I can think up is half as bad as the stuff they think up themselves, often involving electrodes. They've got what we lack, imagination. And electricity, of course. People can't become truly holy unless they also have the opportunity to be definitively wicked. It's just as well that we reach the arrangement. We couldn't stay enemies for six millennia. Mm, it's worked, pretty much. I got to develop Manchester. You had a free hand in Shropshire. Yeah, so remind me, who had Milton Keynes? Dead heat. Look, let's have lunch. I owe you one from... When was the last time? Paris. The Reign of Terror. Are we? Shall we take the car? I don't think so. You've been clamped. Not anymore. A traffic warden's yours or ours. Depends who's asking. I am on the side of the angels, Crowley, and we will win. Do you know how many composers your side have got? First grade, two. Two? Elgar and Liszt. <sighs> We've got the rest. Beethoven, Brahms, all the Bachs, Mozart, the lot. 
You know that the devil has all the best gin? Oh, that may be broadly true, but heaven has the best choreographers. That's <laughs> not the same thing. When this is all over, no more Sadler's Wells, no more proms, no more interesting first editions on the shelves of your bookshop. Indeed, no bookshops. Oh, I can't go with this while I'm drunk. I'm, I'm going to sober up. Yeah, me too. Right, back to the matter in hand. It's three o'clock. The Antichrist has been on Earth for less than a day. Look, my people are more than happy for Armageddon to happen. It's what it's all about. The great final test. Flaming swords, the four horsemen, the whole tedious business. I can't interfere with divine plans. What about diabolical ones? Done. You can't be certain that defeating it isn't part of the divine plan, too. I mean, you're supposed to thwart the wiles of the evil one at every turn, aren't you? Broadly, I encourage humans to do the actual thwarting uh, because of ineffability. If we are to continue the arrangement and protect the status quo which has proved so comfortable for us... We need to stop this from happening. So, it's the upbringing that's important. It's the influences. The child might never learn to use its powers, not as intended. The child isn't evil of itself. Potentially evil. Potentially good, too. Nurture, not nature. Look at this. The birth of the Antichrist has been announced in the broadsheets. The U.S. cultural attaché is advertising for a nanny and a gardener. We take employment with a family. Exactly. Shotgun the gardener job. Ow. Oh. Mm. Have you seen me in a skirt? Culloden, 1745. Oh, yes. But how long do you think we've got? Well, the prophecies differ. On the child's 11th birthday, I would say. Ah, if only I had Agnes Nutter. Excuse me? The Nice and Accurate Predictions of Agnes Nutter, published by Bilton and Skaggs in September 1655. Nice. As in scrupulously exact. Ah. It is said to be the sole prophetic work in all of human history to consist entirely of completely correct predictions of the events that would lead up to Armageddon. Nostradamus, I know of. And Mother Shipton. Uh, Agnes Nutter was one of yours. Burned at the stake for witchcraft. Only one copy of her book survived. Her own copy. Where is it? Nobody knows. In the family, presumably. Whatever they're called now. What are you doing? Applying for a job. Oh, hello. Is that the U.S. Cultural Attaché's office? I'd like to apply for the position as nanny. I, Agnes Nutter, witch, <laughs> tell ye this. Four shall ride, and four shall also ride. And three shall ride as twain, and one shall ride in flames. And ye shall be there also. Anathema? Anathema device, your light was supposed to be out half an hour ago. I'm reading the book you gave me. Oh. Tell me why I'm in it again. All our names are in it, Anathema. Everyone in the family back to when your great, 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 great grandmama Agnes wrote it. These are her nice and accurate prophecies. Now please ask me a question I don't know the answer to. There is one thing. Yes? Why do they stop 11 years from now?
Mr. Dowling's residence. Miss Crowley speaking. Oh, I've been young Master Warlock's nanny for the last few years. Mrs. Dowling is with her husband at Grosvenor Square. Do call back later. Goodbye. Crowley, we have a problem. I believe your place is in the garden, Brother Francis. Warlock's been talking to the Secret Service men again. Oh. Hello, Miss Crowley. Miss Crowley, ma'am, sorry to trouble you. The guys on the gate asked the boy if he knew any nursery rhymes and... Oh, Warlock, what are our rules? We don't mind him saying hello, Miss Crowley. We were just a little worried about the books he's maybe reading. Well, I'll be sure to check. Thank you. My pleasure, ma'am. What was the nursery rhyme, Warlock? Oh, the grand old Duke of York. He had 10,000 men. He marched them up to the top of the hill and crushed all the nations of the world and brought them under the wall of Satan, our master. Charming. Run along, Warlock. This little piggy went to Hades. This little I'd piggy say the home. arrangement is working perfectly. It wore and steaming human flesh. Mm. Warlock. Who thought up the name? The nuns, I suppose. It's not a bad lad. He's too normal. By now, he should be trying to warp the world around him to his own desires. I just hope he'll know how to cope with the Hellhound. Hellhound? They're sending him a Hellhound to pad by his side and guard him from all harm. When does it turn up, then, this dog? On his eleventh birthday, at three o'clock in the afternoon. And does it have a name? I suppose to name it himself. It's very important that he does so to give it its purpose. Killer, or terror, or stalks by night, I expect. I see. If we have succeeded, he'll send it back. If he names it, we've lost. He'll have all his powers, and Armageddon is just around the corner. That will be quite an eleventh birthday party. Sadly, I think the nanny will have long been dispensed with by then. Oh, they'll need waiters. Whereas the gardener is hardly likely to be invited. They'll need... A magician. Now then, uh, quiet, please, young masters and mistresses. Do you see my old battered top hat? What a shocking bad hat, as you young'uns do say. And look, there's nothing in it. But bless my britches, who's this rum customer? Why, it's our furry friend. Harry the Rabbit! It was in your pocket! Ah! So you've you've rumbled my hat trick, my Master Warlock. You're rubbish! Going well, Aziraphale. The sooner that hellhound turns up and we can get away from this place, the better. What's the time? Well, after three. The dog's late. I'll check in. <sighs> Hello? Hello, Crow. Who is this? Dagon, Master of Madness, Underduke of the Seventh, Seventh Torment. I remember you, right. Look, the Hellhound. I'm just, uh, checking that it got off okay. Released ten minutes ago. Why? Hasn't it arrived? Is something wrong? Oh, no. Everything's fine. Oh, I can see it now. Bad dog, bad dog. Ooh! Lovely talking to you, Dagon. Catch you soon, yeah? No dog. No dog. Wrong party. Wrong child. We've just spent 11 years mentoring the son of the U.S. cultural attaché. So where and who is the son of Satan? In episode one of Good Omens by Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman, the supernatural beings were Aziraphale, Mark Heap, Crowley, Peter Serafinowicz, 
Haster, Phil Davis, Ligor, Neil Maskell, and Dagon, Ben Crow. And the humans were Agnes, Josie Lawrence, Sister Mary Loquacious, Louise Brealy, Sister Grace Voluble, Marcella Reardon, and Sister Prattle, Tracy Wiles. Mr. Young was Simon Jones, Warlock, Rudy Goodman, and Young Anathema, Lily Rose as Landadu. The policemen were played by Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman. Good Omens was dramatised by Dirk Maggs and directed by Dirk Maggs and Heather Lama. The producer was Heather Lama.